You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Alrighty, we are back doing another podcast. We have we have a, a unique idea for the show. What's a good title for this theme, guys? What do you got? Um, top five favorite man. drums and shit. Yeah, I was trying to think yeah. of something that's not like a top five. Like, go. Uh, it'd be cool if it mm. if it had a little alliteration to it. Well, we'll explain the concept first. Basically, we're gonna list the top handful of drummers that we consider our favorite drummers slash most influential. And seeing as how there are drummers in the room, Jake, you're a guitar player by yep. trade. Uh, but Alan and I are both obviously drummers. So I've met drummers. Yeah. And you, yeah. Uh, you've met a few drummers. I've listened to drummers. Yeah. And Alan's little brother, Max is hanging out with us again for this episode. And he's also a band fan. You like bear tooth and bands like that, right? Yeah. I also play the drums. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the concept. We've done this before in, in episodes way early in the in the show, um, but yeah, we're gonna have some fun with it. So that's kind of the concept, and we'll usually we'll do our normal dicking around. I'm sure we'll get distracted as usual, but so that's the that's the deal. I think it probably makes sense for us to trade off, right? Yeah, like I'll pick one, you, then you go, mm-hmm. then Jake, mm-hmm. etc. Sweet. And um, keep in mind, you know, there are so many. We're not. I'm gonna. <laughs> Every time we do something like this, I'll go home and be like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I didn't pick this guy or oh, whatever. Yeah. So this is not like the definitive, you know, gun to your head and you picked your favorite drummers. Right. No, because you'll never be able to do that. These are just some mentions that drummers that meant a lot to me growing up and were really the reason I started playing drums. Anyone want to start? I'd say you go and then okay. I'll go and then Jake goes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with the obvious one for for me and I think for a lot of people, but especially for me, this would be the obvious, and that is Dave Grohl. I got to start with Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. Number one for me. far the reason I, I started drumming as a kid I mean watching him playing Nirvana it was just mind-blowing for me I mean it still is just everything about his the way he plays like you know it's modern John Bonham you know hit it's not just hitting hard for hitting hard sake yeah like there is a difference be- between like you know hitting and sense, yeah. hitting there's two different kinds of with conviction and especially right. that kind of drumming like you take like in bloom yeah, like really lays in. If he just kind of laid back into it, it wouldn't have been the same band. Right. But he meant it. And for that reason, I, I picked Dave Grohl. That's a solid pick. Not to mention all of his uh, yeah. just songwriting ability. and Oh, God. Like and the fact that he wrote Everlong, like that alone is... Yeah, I mean, that Jesus song is like just... 
will always be a classic yeah. rock and roll song. Yeah, absolutely. And if no one's ever heard the other band that him and Josh Homey did with, oddly enough, the bass player of Led Zeppelin called Them Crooked Vultures. Them, yeah. Really cool and, band. Uh, a good record. Sammy Hagar was singing, right? No. No. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones, Josh Homey was singing. There was someone else fam- big from it, right? Mm-mm. Joe Satriani or something? Some guitar player? They, they had a guitar player that like toured with them, but he was a... No, he was a guy from... I think they're called like Masters of the Universe or something. He played and he would tour with Queens and stuff. More of like a, a trade guitar player. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You might be thinking of another band. I might be. But yeah, th- there's some fucking really good drumming on that stuff too. I'll do, I think, my favorite drummer of all time first, which yeah. is Danny Carey. Yep. Um, from Tool. It's, I mean, it's hard to pick your favorite anything. Yeah, and it, and I would even say I knew you were going to pick him, so I actually didn't pick him, but he's he's definitely up there. For uh, me. I did the same thing with Dave sure. Grohl. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude. I mean, that's I don't even really know where you start with Danny Carey. He he's got it's the weirdest thing, man. He's he's got aspects of drumming that that I try to that I try to have in myself, but he also has aspects that I don't try to have in myself that he like, cause he's also kind of a weird drummer. Like he does weird things. He makes weird decisions. He builds his own drums. Like there's, you know, there's a lot of like rumors about his um, fascination with like mythology and shit oh, yeah. and that his, yep. his uh, kit, no matter where they play live and needs to be facing true North or mm-hmm. some shit. And oh shit. He's a, fu- he's a weirdo, but it's like pentagrams on his drums. Right. And, and most weirdos, they, like they're not great drummers because they get so lost in the philosophy of it. And, right. But just he, dorks. he's almost like Dave Grohl with a PhD. Like he just, mm-hmm. he just gets it. He fucking, he hits crazy hard. Well, it, that's what I love about Danny Carey is he plays, he's playing like progressive, small movement stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, polyrhythms and crazy stuff, but he's hitting, like you said, with the conviction of Dave Grohl. It's unbelievable. It's actually, it's one of my, my least favorite things about, like metal drummers, like the guy from Meshuga or, yeah. um, you know, even like Slipknot drummer guy. Like, I don't like that it's 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 Lucy wrist stuff often just because yeah. it's so fast. They kind of have to. Yeah, because they, well, they have to be built for speed. And right. that, that's a thing that I understand just because coming up as a drummer, it was all it was metal. So I, I like to have a smaller kit mm-hmm. that was like tightly kind of compacted together right. so that I could get across it quick with fast fills. But, it was uh, opposite for me. It was like bigger, sludgier, sluggier, and faster. Yeah, well, that's key. where I'm at now. And so right. I can kind of, I really feel the difference of, I can't really do anything fast on my current kit. Yeah, um, it really takes a certain kind of setup. Yeah. But anyway, that's, I love that about Danny Carey. Yeah, no, he's the shit. So somehow he managed to marry both. Like yeah. Hit hard with conviction. And it's still like rock and roll. He's still playing a fucking, like a, a really fun beat behind. Something so complex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he just, he honors the groove constantly. And that's kind of a, uh, that's, I think, a pattern, like kind of a theme that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my picks is that it's dudes that they get it, they honor it. That drum set he's playing right there, mm-hmm. that's the one It's made out of melted cymbals. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, how weird is that? Yeah, he's an animal. He just plays over this fucking rhythm. Yeah, he's amazing. Yep. So good. So anyway, that's mine. That's number one for me. 
What you got, Jake? Chris Dave. Oh, Chris okay. Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, he is a motherfucker. I've absolutely heard of him. Who does he play with? Um, he played his band's called Chris Dave and the Drumheads, but he's I mean he's recorded with like any he's on every album. He like records Beyonce and all sorts of shit. But he plays with yeah. Robert Glasper, and that's the that's my favorite shit. That's legit. He is. He is a. He makes it a, a traditional. It sounds electric, but it's not. Yeah. It's so sick. Well, that's Portishead he's playing to. Yeah. So is he? He's on a floor tom there, isn't he? He has two snares. Okay, so that's a, another snare that he has. Yeah. So, but is, is he like a hired studio guy? But he also tours with like. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a hired. He also mercenary. has his own band, and oh. he's in. The Robert Glasper experience. Gotcha. Dude, that's psycho. One of those guys. He's so good. What do they call that? Like gospel drummers? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and this is like yeah, a these guys. I mean, they're they're like so good. That's yeah, it's a just different stupid. level of good. Well, right. it's usually it's an unreal. It's uh, tons of breakbeats. Yeah, it's an unreal like kind of understanding of control. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we're, we'll all see a a different thing with each other's picks and I, yeah. that's what I love about doing this because like for me none of my guys are this kind of guy yeah, yeah. it's always like See, what, what made me feel and like yeah. the way they incorporated a song or the they fit the band the, the best right. way they did you know mm-hmm. and for you it's probably a little both like you like technical guys but also you know the right fit for the right band right. like the drummer from System of a Down he's not that good right. like right. chop wise but he's the perfect band for, or perfect drummer for, for System of yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. And so for yeah. that, I respect him. Yeah, that's why I almost made all of my picks based on not like favorite drummers, but favorite drum performances. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like it wouldn't just be Danny Carey. It would be Danny Carey's performance this on one. Lateralis. Right. On, you know? Right. Um, just because it is so, so... A lot of drummers are forced to be so specific to the music that they're playing. One, well, and, and music is a funny thing. There's, and especially with drumming, there tends to be two kinds of ways to approach like how you respect a musician there's one way which is how they make you feel and they emote the music right Mm -hmm. right? and how well they fit into the the context of a band that's that's one way the other way is just pure chops like technically how what are they doing is that hard to play and that's some people measure that by is it hard to do is it hard to replicate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Or there's a combo. Like or there's a combo. And because for me, you I can like just the get combo. lost in the woods and yeah. just be like And I don't care. Right. It's like, yeah, that might be the hardest thing ever, but I don't care. It doesn't like, make me feel anything. Right. You're incredible, but Right. Like some of the prog rock bands that get away from themselves because of that. Yeah. And they alienate a larger audience. But that's what they want to do. I mean, these fucking psycho bands are just playing the craziest polyrhythms and things that I'll never be able to do. You know, it's like, yeah, it's cool, but 10 people like your band. Well, that's my favorite thing about Danny Carey. He should get lost. Exactly. Like, is there a drummer who's in a band with more fucking minutiae? And, like, he should get lost (laughs) in all that. Oh, my God. And he's playing arenas. That's a goofy fucking band. And he's just like, I'm still going to honor the groove. Yes. And keep keep this, like, very straight line, this, like, amazing spine throughout the entire, like, multiple albums. Yeah. Yes. All right, James. I know that's the craziest thing ever. All right. um, Next one uh, is Jason Gherkin. I've, you've heard me talk about Gherkin before. Yeah. He was the guy we talked about yesterday, Beetlejuice, or nice. last week rather. Uh, he's special place in my heart too because I, you know, I kind of grew up around him. When I was 16, 17 years old, I used to play in a band and we got a chance to go on the road with a band called Shiner that he was drumming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. 
and Shiner, then they introduced to a band called Hum and Super Drag and Super Drag had played with Weezer. So we met the guys at Weezer. Like it was really okay. good, t- good way to grow up. And um, yeah, so anyway, he is not very well known, but he's played in a bunch of fucking bands and he is just pure rock and roll. Like the way to do a fill instead of just going he'll go that fucking halftime just because he can um he'll do shit like he'll hit two symbols at once and only choke one oh okay yeah why would you do that yeah it kind of takes the whole purpose right and he knows he's doing that but he does it while looking at you you know like he's just that just full attitude um i'll give you an example can we pull up a thing yep listen to how it pairs with the guitar it's just the weirdest way to come in. Oh, weird. And you do this all live, too. Crazy how in the, in front the drums are. Yeah. Really weird. Bass. That bass is wild. Weird. Yeah. It's so strange. The the beat's changing a little bit too. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's an example. Damn. Hmm. Yeah, yeah he's cool. the man. He ended up. Uh, he played in a band before Shine called Molly McGuire that I highly recommend. It's just it's full swing, you know, like a lot of um, Midwest bands tend to be. Mm-hmm. They kind of have like a an old jazz bluesy thing that yeah, pairs yeah. with it really well. Yeah. So that's that's the guy. Um, actually, let me real quick. This is a good one to show you. The song is called Coin Toss. Like literally swing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like some shit I'd listen to now. Yep. That's my second pick. Nice. Mr. Gherkin. There he is. Mr. Gherkin. Check it out, bros. Uh, so my next one is uh, Bernard Purdy. Oh, I love Bernard Purdy. Yeah. That was, he was He's the honorable man. mention on my list. Yeah, I just, I don't think anybody has more fun playing drums than this dude. I got a is little. Is he oh. another, like... Hired gun guy. What is he, what is he from? He's just he's old school. I mean, he's known he's, for like the the Purdy Shuffle. And, yeah. Um, well, I know who he is, but I mean, but does he play with anyone? I'm sure he has. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he didn't come from like a band. You know what I mean? Or did he? He was always kind of bigger than any band he was in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind of like Steve Gadd. Yes. Yeah. Which I love Steve. We're gonna have a little fun. Yeah. My snare this. drum is a Steve Gadd. Oh, I see. To let you know that 
They all work together. I love That's stealing. So tight. When you put them together, and as long as you groove. <laughs> I feel like he has I mean, the come on, biggest dick ever, too. Oh, yeah. That snare drum is so sick. Look at that thing. He's just built like a fat T Rex yeah. and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, you're right. He's having more fun than any new drummer ever. You watch Buddy Rich play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a like, He looks the opposite. He looks so mad. Yeah. He's just slamming shit. He out. was apparently he was a real shithead. Super too. dick. Yeah, yeah. Alcoholic, fucking. Just piece of shit. Womanizer. Steve, yeah. He hated his life. Bernard, uh, pretty birdie. All right, there you go. Yeah. That surprised me that that would be one of your picks. Oh, yep. he's, I love him. I mean, that's me more happy. for like attitude and shit. He's yeah, also, yeah. he's big on like ghost notes and a lot of shit that yeah. technically I'm not really a fan of, but attitude is really important with no, a lot of things you do. I love it, man. Mm -hmm. I love that that's one of your picks. That's awesome. What you got, I, Jake? I like when people pick jazzy guys and like, you know, Steve Gadd is a good example. So, uh, Anderson Pack is my second rapper. Okay. He makes he you got to show this quick video. He like made these fake drum solo videos like Bernard Purdy's. No, they're f really funny. But then that one go to like twelve minutes on that. Um, Gretchen. That, no, no, the one below it. Yeah, the Tiny Desk performance. Yeah. Oh, I love those series. By the way, he is the NPR. But you should watch the fake uh, drum lesson first. They're great. <laughs> oh, yes, I know this guy. So, but he plays while he raps. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Is he more known for drumming or rapping? Both yes, and producing. He put out like yeah, Dr. Dre's albums. He's just a uh, mother. Ryan Lewis is a big fan of this guy. Yeah. 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 That little. Yeah. Yeah. That's deceivingly tough when he's doing it. It's so tough. It's just rhythm. It's and, in him, and he's like, rapping and singing, no problem. Right. They'll skip the... That left hand down note will skip every yeah. once in a while. Right there. Is there some more shit with him playing more? Oh, yeah. Let's hear that. What? So stay, stay on Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like he can shred. He's, oh, yeah. You should watch his uh, his videos are great. The fake drums, but I'll find a good one. There's this one. Should I just do this next one? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> so good. That's incredible. <laughs> yes. This reminds me, have you guys heard of Adventure Drums? Maybe. The YouTube channel? It's the best thing ever. Oh, so he's like proper. He's, yeah. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Wow. Dude. Yeah, it's just one of those. Not human. No. That that's all single kick too, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I love when guys yeah. can pull that shit off. Yeah. 
Why does the drum sound so good? They sound fantastic. All right, I just sent you another one. It's him like rapping and playing like this, which is Jesus. It's just like you're awesome. not a human being. Fuck. Yes, Lord. This is Anderson Pack, and you are watching my. So good. I had no idea he did this shit. Oh yeah, That's so impressive, dude. And live is mind blowing. For those listening, the drummer is the same guy rapping and singing and singing. What's that? He reminds me of Kevin from The Office. His band. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but a little bit better. Yeah, this guy's yeah. a little what's bit it, better. Um, what's the name of the town there? Oh, Scranton. Scrantonosity. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I love it. Okay, Jake. Or I mean, yeah, James. James. Okay. Uh, let me go back to my thing. All right, I sent you a thing. Yep. Uh, third pick for James is Josh Freese. Josh Freese is the mercenary drummer of all rock and roll mercenary drummers. He's played on like 400 plus records now. Jesus. Basically any big... I mean, look at this wall here. He's probably played on some of that. In yeah. fact, he has played on Goldfinger. Yeah. Um, maybe some others. But yeah, he's played on every fucking rock record. Like to the point where it's it's laughable, and mm-hmm. and he'll play on garbage like just terrible bands just, just whatever. Paid. Yeah, um, yeah. First hurt, really got into him when a Perfect Circle got big because he was the first drummer for Perfect Circle, and then he went on to oh he's also in the Vandals. He started when he was like fifteen, maybe even earlier. Yeah, as like the Disneyland drumline band guy. Mm-hmm. So like he he's basically been a professional drummer since he was your brother's age. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then I really got into him when he took over for Nine Inch Nails. He was touring with them for like four years. Yeah, he did that for a while. Yeah, so let's, let's watch the video of him playing the song Wish with Nine Inch Nails. And by the way, now he's playing with Sting. He's touring with Sting. That's crazy. Yeah, so he can play all, that whole range, you know. Sounds great too. I know. This is the first day of my last day. So controlled. Just this weird, like, loose thing with his left hand. It, like, yeah. lets it hang in the air for a long time. This fuck. 
Damn. He's the man. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and like I said, go go to Josh Free's discography if you just literally type in that. Yeah, it's it's hysterical the amount of stuff he's played on. Like I said, he's touring with Sting right now. Yeah. No, it says that he was on Enema of the State. Paramore, Blink One Eighty Two, Cage the Elephant. So Travis Barker didn't drum on Enema of the State. No, I don't know. Maybe he just drummed on one song or something, or over or close to three hundred records. And that that's an old list. Yeah. Click on the list, the uh, Wikipedia thing. Yeah, I mean, just crazy, dude. Like, oh, he's also the drummer for Devo. Oh, yeah. Suicidal Tendencies. Danny Elfman. <laughs> the guy who did the Simpsons soundtrack, by the way. New Radical. Guns N' Roses. It's fucking nuts. Perfect That's Circle. So Seether. Three Doors Down. He did Seether. a lot of the new metal stuff. If you keep going down, it gets, like, really funny. Yeah, he's on Puddle of Mud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Avril Lavigne. Unwritten Law. The Offspring. He fucking hates me. Ween. Good Charlotte. He's a teenager, baby. Like Clay Aiken. He'll do Clay Aiken because they paid him a bunch. Mm-hmm. Static X. Evanescence. Queen's Stone Age. Unwritten Law. Pretty cool. Yeah. He's a meat and potatoes drummer. Yeah. That's nuts. I know, man. He's living a good life. He's yeah. one of the highest paid dudes out there. Um, okay. So another one for me would be... Um, Thomas Noonan. He's a uh, he's a drummer for he was the drummer for Thirty Six Crazy Fists. They're kind of a oh yeah, you've talked about them before. Sort of right? a hometown band. You and Kyle were big. Yeah, 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 that's who Kyle ended up replacing. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Just I, that formal guy he, for you. And I'll say this much: he he, I think he was my first experience with a perfect drummer. What I mean by that is just that. Every everything he did, every little fill, every rest, like everything I thought was absolutely perfect. Like mm-hmm. it was what should have been. I mean, to this day, I have I have favorite albums where there's a song or two where on the drums or something that just ruins a song for me. Oh yeah. Like it's just I'm just like, don't do that. You should Queen live. Right, yeah. Um but yeah, with Thomas, especially on I think his his best performance hands down is Snow Capped Romance. It's like an album that came out Fuck, dude, if I had to guess, like, early 2000s, maybe. But, uh, yeah, just absolutely perfect. Everything about it is just... Uh, he's really good at, like, keeping things driving, but, like, mm-hmm. they're still very interesting. Um, what is he doing now? Right now, what's hilarious is that he quit drumming, which he was fucking amazing at, and now he does, like, pencil drawings that are equally fucking amazing. And he's just, like... He's one of those dudes that just... He's got backup talents for days. Um, he was also... Uh, really into skateboarding at one point um right that was i think during slash uh before drumming so i don't know Mm. if he took that as far but he'll do like portraits and you're like that's not a portrait dude that's a black and white picture and it's like no dude he fucking wow that's crazy yeah it's nuts um so they have a song called into installing the catheter so just the way this song starts So he's more of a rock drummer than I thought. Yeah. 
but like just how that changed and like to double up on the hi-hat keep it like back and then it that's and I mean, awesome. you know, like like any drummer, I don't know that he necessarily writes everything because I know that their guitarist Steve is really involved in the writing as well. So yeah. a lot of that credit could go to him. But um, but he's doing it. Obviously, on the performance side, yeah, it's all it's all Thomas. But I mean, that was huge for me. That was like, right. fuck, that was just a really big deal to. You were a, a young guy watching a grown man play real drums. Yeah, and just be like, okay, right. how how is it done? And then also just to like analyze within myself that feeling i had when i heard him play mm -hmm. to like really fire me up and want to play i hadn't really experienced that yet so yeah that was jason gherkin for me like yeah. watching him as a kid i was like oh, yeah. shit mm -hmm. that's what grown-ass men do that's awesome dope all right jake who's uh, your number three okay, this is like the crazy like get lost in the woods technical guy but mark juliana oh okay he watch uh yeah this intro is like uh, he went uh now go up Ooh, it's uh higher Oh, is it the Gretchen? Yeah, yeah. This guy? Yeah. He, his solo shit, I don't love, but like he's when he plays with people. He's legit wearing a tie. <laughs> oh, he's about to shred your nuts in your <laughs> Or do my taxes. Yeah. Probably both at the same time. Yeah. It's just insane. See, like a jazz guy? Yeah. Single, single kick. Yeah, these guys always are the best. It's already like way hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy single kick. I love when they mirror yeah. the hi hat and the kick. Kind of looks like Chris Chris <laughs> Parnell. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. So much control. It's so stupid. Yeah. That's a tiny kit too. No, I love. I like this stuff where it's like so dumb, but it's so hard. Yeah. Because he's showing you. Just yeah. take it down. Yeah. You don't need Terry Bozzi. I just need a drum stick set. and yeah. a piece of wood. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know some of the best guys just hi hat kicks. Now. Yeah. Well, I think like that's, that's the it. problem too, is that you get you get into whatever drummer you get into, and then you try to get that Terry Bozio kit, yeah. that yeah. thirty-nine piece, right. right? And then what you do is you end up neglecting the most important part: just practice, yes. just the kick, hi hat, snare. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to get that stuff down. That's like a total guitar thing. You just buy a bunch of shit and you don't know how to play. Right. Yeah, dude. Got one of my first and... one yeah. of my first kits was a fourteen-piece kit, like two kick drums. No way. Because I was like, dude, I want to. I'm right, gonna be like a heavy metal wanted. drummer. Yeah. 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 And then I realized a few months in, like, I was crazy good at double kick and nothing else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I would start stripping away my kit. Yeah. And I would be like, dude, just make three pieces sound good. Yeah. I, it's funny. I did that, but, like, in a different way, like, because Dave Grohl was my guy. And in Nirvana, Dave Grohl was playing, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was playing floor toms as his rack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing basically marching snare drums. Well, he had, yeah, his rack tom was 14 to 16 inches That's sometimes. crazy. There's an SNL performance And, and where ride symbols for crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just huge. Upside down drums. It looks bizarre. Yeah. Hi-hat hi up here. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say about SNL? Uh, oh, just there was an SNL performance where he had, he no shit has a 16-inch rack tom. <laughs> so then so you're like, stupid. what is your floor tom? And then what is your 40 inches? Yeah. 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 The 90s were crazy for that reason. Yeah. People yeah. got really over, overdone. Yeah. All right. Uh, my turn. 
Mm-hmm. All right. You guys need some coffee or something? A little low energy. It'll wake it's just this, hot. Wake it up. Definitely hot, yeah. It's hot? Yeah. Yeah. You can open the door if you There's want. There's a new swamp being formed in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. in my... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's like mosquitoes around. Yeah, sake. just a gator in my yeah, fucking yeah. pants. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I gotta tell you guys about the movie I saw was uh, it's called Crawl with Gators. You watched that? Oh, it is hysterically. This looks so stupid. Is it, it has an eighty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's cool. Which is why I went and saw it, dude. I went and it saw. Was, it's fun as shit. I it, saw Midsummer. It it's dumb. Oh, I saw Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. So something your review lacked was that it would be in parts the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like legit gut dude, laughs, so, laughing. <laughs> it was so wild <laughs> when it was like, ah, 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 dude. The girls are yelling. There were so many fucking funny parts in that movie, and and the Is context it? of the public watching that, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, just the average people went to the movie theater and watched. That well, I had kind of one of those shitty crowds that like everybody had. Like, there's a there's a moment where like. You know, somebody gets killed, like their head gets smashed, and some guy in the audience just goes, "That'll do it." Oh, <laughs> like, what does that? What does that mean? Shut up! Yeah, uh, so stupid. They're right. dead, dude. Okay. And then my biggest pet peeve ever happened for the first time in years. Uh, at the end of the movie, everybody clapped, and I fucking my skin started crawling. It's the worst, right? I hate that shit so much. Yeah, because and, and uh, I, I broke it down. For that kind of movie, dude. It's. It's the worst because it's, doing? they aren't clapping because they're genuinely moved by this art piece that they just saw. They need everybody to know, I understood this movie. I got oh, it. Oh, right. I got that this. That is the worst reason to clap. And I'm that smarter shit, than you. Holy, that, oh, I didn't even think of it. It is that kind of clap. I can't stand it because I'm like, did you uh, enjoy it? Cool. Go home and fucking talk talk to yourself in the mirror about it. Like what don't, Twitter's for, asshole. Yeah, don't make me fucking listen to you clap. Dude, that's the fucking worst. So dumb. I went to a showing uh, when uh, Endgame came out. I'm a... Yeah, big fan of all the Marvel movies. I'm all caught up. I know yeah. all the, and everyone, everyone in the theater wanted to be there. There was no open seats. Everyone oh, yeah. it's wanted a big deal. to be there. Yeah, so we were all sitting down, and after it was over, not one person stood up because normally there's bloopers or like a thing. Well, at ev- at the end of every Avengers movie, there's a, a clip for the next one or something yeah, like that. Of course. So everybody stayed seated. Not one person stood up, and everybody just waited. And um, we had to wait, and then it wasn't after the credits. It was nothing yeah, happened. No end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing yeah, yeah. happened. So then there was Damn. another like little credit thing that went by, and at the end you hear tink, tink, tink. No one knew what that was besides me and my friend Chance, because we. Uh, Is it something with Iron Man? Yeah, it's the original. It's the very first Iron Man movie, and it's when he's building his first suit. There's a scene where he's just doing hammering. Oh, tink. No one else knew, Uh, and then we, uh, everybody was like really pissed off because they were like, "What was that?" And then we were explaining it to everybody as they were leaving the. So what was the significance? There's a new Iron Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a new Iron Man, but the thing is, is he? uh, I I don't know. I don't. uh, There's a spoiler, so if you don't want to have you seen the new Spider Man? I have not yet. Okay, because that's part of it. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man. I'm going to see it. Very but. much so. God, dude, they that's so smart to like link all this shit together. You got to watch all these yeah, movies so to smart. fucking understand it. The new Spider-Man was legitimately good too. And I heard. I, that's I, what I heard. I will Everyone always says. preface these movies before I like, give my review on them that I don't really like them. <laughs> like it's right. not my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you know legitimately good. All right, on the next. Yep. Drummer stuff. Uh, number four for James McMillan is Abe Cunningham from the band Deftones. Nice. Yeah, he's uh, similar, you know, like we all like the, the guys that we grew up with, at least I, I do. And so he's he's definitely one of those guys, but he also taught me 
like real feeling, like real groove. I mean, he's a beat master. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Deftones, you know, obviously one of those bands that paired hip hop with with metal and and like emo, like the Cure with hard metal with hard rock. Mm-hmm. And somehow he managed to play like hip hop vibe beats in a rock band. You know, like um, what's the good example? Around the fur. Yeah. Like listen to this for you guys know what it is. But. Let me start it over. Just that steady hi-hat. So smart, so smooth. And all of his stuff is like that. Yeah, he was the best at like those closed hi-hat, really controlled things, but then he could open it up. You know, right. like Minerva, shit like exactly. that. Exactly. He knew how to open it up and like leave that vocal room. And he has a few signature, I guess you'd call them fills or little tags. He does. He like has the, a few of my favorite fills of oh, all time. The best. The, the, the he goes that yep. kind of Yep. Or and then there's the to cut. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's classic. That's that's Abe. Yeah, for my own summer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll do it in places where you wouldn't think. Yeah. It's just it's pop it's just yeah like oh that snap pop fuck yeah it absolutely snap, is snap crackle pop okay that's that's my other guy all right love him um my fourth one is uh is that fucked up jake no it's good oh, okay um my fourth one's chad smith yeah for reasons Ooh, yeah reasons that i've listed before i just remember seeing him at a doing uh like he's at modern drummer festival or something mm-hmm. and everybody's doing their little drum clinics and he did the same beat for seven minutes audience is getting squirrely and then he just goes to the mic and says like everybody can do the fast gospel shit yes but if you can't just stay on beat for seven minutes then your priorities are fucked right so um that that was huge similar to bernard purdy for me how like it's his attitude and his his like kind of his mastering of the instrument and like the philosophy itself less about what he can play he's also just a gnarly drummer he can shred do you have any good video examples of chad smith Oh like, let's, yeah, let's 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 watch the thing. Absolutely, We're, we got time. I mean, Chad Smith is one of those guys you can just throw his name in, and like get... him battling Will Ferrell because they're the same. I person. mean, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That one's so good. I mean, that's a lot of. Let's watch one that I've never seen. So this is him just warming up, right? Before he did back in the dressing room somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's a... I like him too because he's a loyal band guy. Yeah. He's a career band guy. He's obviously done stuff outside of the Chili Peppers. Well, he just spent decades just doing what yes. he does. Yep. Yeah. And he, he made it through like just generations of Gener- trends in drumming. All the like, way from like the late 80s, right? Dude, there, there was a moment where like blast think, beating like, was a whole thing. Like, oh, dude, you got to blast. If right, you don't blast, yeah. you ain't shit. And it's he's like, just no, like, I'll play mm. some funk. He's like, okay, do yeah. whatever you're going to do. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And he just kept going with it. And he's massively successful. And yeah. yeah, somehow he's managed to be in one of the biggest bands of all time and just play close hi hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's a legend. Yep, just a lot of grooves. I mean, pretty much all groove. I mean, it's the most grooving band almost ever. Yeah, yeah, especially in that genre. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! You guys ever see the um, what's the f- the like the notorious Chili Peppers documentary? Something monks, uh, seen it. funky oh. monks, or something like that. I've never even heard of it. Oh dude, it's great! It's when they 
we're recording with Rick Rubin. They were doing uh, what's the big like with Under the Bridge and all that shit in the nineties. Yeah, it's not Fight Like a Brave. Um, no. Uh, Steve Martin was later. Oh, does the documentary kind of? Uh, blood. Oh, uh, Blood, Sex, Magic. Maybe. Is that? I thought that was a new know, newer album than the Under the Bridge one. Yeah, it so is. like Stadium Arcadium. No, like no, that's even newer. Oh, you're saying it's older than that? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I thought okay. the Blood, Sex, Magic, or whatever. I thought that was after. This. Is it the documentary where they like start having issues with John Frusciante and shit? Um, they... No, not quite. But okay. John Frusciante was definitely out of his mind and all heroined out. Okay, so it was probably shortly after that. But it is like it's just it's one it's one of my favorite. Uh, band documentaries because they were just in that time in that career when they were young enough rich enough it was exciting enough and it was still in a time where like you know major labels meant something mm-hmm. it was so exciting to get signed yeah, yeah and they're at that point in their career where they were a big band but not the huge band we know today yeah they're about to go there and they were just so they were very close as a band they all right. they had a they were a fucking gang Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like they all dressed the same. They all didn't wear shirts. Like yeah. you know, it was just this weird thing. They all had the same tattoo. They were yeah. just yeah. very committed to each other. Yeah, like a fucking marriage. They were never not with each other. Yeah, um, it was just very inspiring. I remember being a young kid, just being like, "That looks so much fun." Yeah, it's insane how long they've been together. And I also love. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I loved his part in the documentary. Chad Smith. He just made it very clear that he's the drummer. Yeah. Like, there's a role as a drummer. You're supposed to be the fucking bad boy. Like you rode a chopper to the yeah. studio every day and like it's totally cheesy rock and roll. Never wear sleeves. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hysterical, especially in the nineties. Don't wear sleeves, but also don't really work on your arms at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you drinks beer all day. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Very California. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good pick. This is a, I'm a, this fan a good time. My next one is Questlove. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah, dude. Good pick. And I mean the roots are great too, but like D'Angelo, he was like on like all those albums. Yeah, which who was wait Questlove? Who, who's oh he was on D'Angelo's album. Yeah, he was on like okay, yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's playing. he's kind of like a isn't he sort of a hip hop Josh Freeze? Very much so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so simple. Yeah, like it's all oh, crazy simple. So good. Yeah, I, I saw just, him play at the ballroom maybe five times. Yeah. Ballroom. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah, I, I watched them do soundcheck once, and and Questlove was. Doing the sound check with a band, or no, he was just doing his drum sound check while on the phone. But <laughs> <laughs> like just one hand, like kick, you know, to 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 oh, just on the phone. With him or D'Angelo, yeah, which is it was just so clear that this was like a job, you know. He's just clocking in like for the game. Oh, real old. That's crazy. that one video oh, is like he's just so excellent. good he's yeah by the way for those listening Questlove does, doesn't even have a rack tom uh-uh. <laughs> just snare all you need yeah 
for like the grooviest band ever. Ever. He makes it look very easy. I assume you've seen Block Party. Oh, Dave Chappelle Block Party. Yeah, that's yeah, like so good. So good. And that's Quest Love, just being pure Quest Love. Yeah. Directing the whole thing. Yeah. It's, cra- it's such a simple beat. It's so good. There's a way to play it and a way not to play it. That's yeah. what's yes. the weirdest thing about drums. Yeah. There's a whole documentary about like Questlove and D'Angelo making like brown sugar. It's <laughs> like it's a really interesting. That's right. Oh, wow. oh like, is that the name of an album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like a. I legitimately thought you were talking. They like were a cooking thing. No, yeah. no, no. They put That's it why out I laughed. Up. Yeah. Yeah, he made like a like 808, 909 like drum machine. Yeah. Cape possible for a drummer. Like right. he made mm-hmm. he made that sound. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Just so crazy to do. Yeah. Keep it real tight and super snappy. laid back. Yeah, real laid back. Super laid back. I mean, he literally sits back. Yeah. <laughs> and the, just the time feel is like. Yeah. And I like that when so he. So far like, at the end. White people nod their head like that. He goes side to side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, his whole body's gone. <laughs> Fucking awesome. All right, my turn. Oh, by the way, uh, it's Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic. There we go. What year did that come out? 91. And is that the one with Under the Bridge and shit on it? Yeah. Okay. Give it away, Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, Breaking the Girl. Yeah. Nice. Great album. Um, I'm going to pick... So you're on your last one, right? I am. Number five is Matt Cameron from Soundgarden, and then later in life... Pearl Jam. Mm. He played in a few other bands, but Soundgarden would be the big one. Matt Cameron is again one of those guys that is like a simple rock drummer, I guess, but he he plays with such conviction and it's very commanding. Commanding is the word I would use. Mm-hmm. This intro here. So smoothie, smoothie groovy. I want to have some video. Let's do like Matt Cameron's Soundgarden Live. Uh, just do that. Just do. Yeah, that's Pearl Jam. It's good enough. Video wise, this looks like it'll be the best. Right, right. He makes a face where he actually looks like he's kind of mad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Rear. Of course, this is more recent. Playing that real fast. Yeah. It's kind of cool. He had such a weird way to play. Keep in mind, he didn't write this stuff, the mm-hmm. Pearl Jam stuff. He's 
big on the bell. Yeah, dude, that sounds great. I like the wood hoops on everything. I was just going to say, the wood hoops always weird, look right? fucking huge. I know. And to have them on rack toms is a strange choice, yeah. right? That kid sounds fantastic, though. I know. Anyway. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's the man. Commanding. Yeah. Been doing it a while, it looks like. Yeah. You guys going on your number five? Yeah. Uh, Vinnie Paul is my last one. Um, From Pantera. Yep, of Pantera. I would Killer. love to be able to play... Uh, yeah, dude, he's... I missed the boat on Pantera, Pantera growing up, to yeah. be honest. And I kind of got into him later in life. And I, I wished I hadn't missed the boat because they're so good. Oh, yeah, they're incredible. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like he gets enough credit, to be honest. Because he kind of got lumped in with like uh, the metal scene. And if you're not a, quote, metal drummer, you don't get the the props or whatever exactly i feel like he's a fucking rock drummer in a metal band mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah he is so fucking good Dude, this shit so crazy just mean yeah so what i like is this second section and it breaks down and he hits these chinas on the up note He's just so pissed. So pissed. There's such a mean man. But it's straightforward and bonehead, and then he does this. Oh, wait, no. It'll be after this. So it's still straightforward. Just screaming. Oh, there. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bad that's motherfucker. Like, bands like this, they weren't doing that shit. No. Like, they would have no. just done, like, more or less double kick in that section or right. switch to what they're riding on. But he chose to do something that just made that whole spot sound a little more chaotic and confusing. And, and at the end of the day, that's what made bands like... That's what made Pantera so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those little, those little touches. Yeah. Because there were other butt rock bands back then, but nothing like them. Yeah. And they were so fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. All the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every goddamn song and record was the equal amount of anger. Yep. Yeah. No band was more angry than Pantera. No band ever. And then we find out later in life that he's slightly, if not outwardly, a white supremacist. Yeah. Oh, for so sure. That's a bummer. That's where a lot of the rage was coming from. I think. Not the drummer, the singer. Yeah. Not yeah. ideal. Phil Anselmo. Yeah. Yep. What are you gonna do? You know. That's my guy. Uh, Jake, who is your fifth and final? I have a total cop out. Oh. Is anyone drumming in the band Snarky Puppy? <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's a cop out. And one of the brothers uh, is a local guy, Nate Worth. Okay. Ghost I don't Nail. know Snarky Puppy. Oh, they're fuck- Oh, I sent you a couple. Oh, nice. Go do you know them, the- Alan? I do not. It's like this crazy jazz orchestra thing. But go to uh, like seven minutes and 20 seconds here. Okay. They just do all this. It's crazy. I like that we have you here with these picks, Jake, because Alan and I are predominantly rock yeah it's just dirty but That's then cool. check hey, that out, is sick uh, another one sound. called what about me 
like four minutes. It'd be, it'd be higher. Yeah. Right here? Yeah. This dude learned this song the day before. Oh my god. And in like four minutes he has a solo and it's fucking insane. It's like the Mars Volters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, people like this just piss me off. It's, not, it's a whole nother level. It's, yeah. I got into a Jazz Masters program and this is what it was going to be like. It would have been awesome, but... It'd be hard to hang. Just got to practice. Everyone's looking at him right now, kind of like, you ready? That's crazy, dude. Day before he learned this shit. Yeah. And they start, oh. Yeah, that's right. That, this guy, the percussionist brother, is from Portland. Oh, okay. His band called Ghost Note. They're crazy. That's really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Too, it's just live videos. Is this in Portland? No. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's his world. Yeah. Does whatever the fuck he wants. And he's probably not he the best drummer in the band. Right. It's like if Dillinger Escape Plan was a jazz band. Yeah. With like more people. Right. Jazz orchestra. The day before. Yeah, that's nuts. That's so cool. Wow. So everyone in that room is part of it in some capacity? They're just like, they. Are that's they how audience? they do, yeah. And that's all their, all their albums are like Because some people have violins, some people don't. Like, you yeah. can't tell who's, yeah, that's everyone's like, wearing headphones. Those people are like in it, but there's people like actual spectators. That require for that. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That was really fucking legitimately good. That was the perfect way to end that. Dude. I know. Like, <laughs> with a real fucking I kind of don't ever want to play drums again. Yeah. I know. Um, that was really fun to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna blast out a few honorable mentions. Yeah, do it. I got Danny Carey, Tim Dow. Tim Dow was the first drummer of Shiner. Fucking crazy. Alan Cage, he's the drummer of Banco Quicksand. Damon Che, I've talked about him. He's the drummer of Don Caballero. Yep, Very yeah. strange. Mm. You you probably like that band. Uh, John Stainer, drummer of Helmet. Kelly Scott, drummer of Failure. Buddy Rich, the jazz guy. Stuart Copeland from The Police. There you go. Those are my honorables. Damn. Yes. Oh, and I uh, will do drummer of uh, Hum. His name is Brian St. Pierre. Perfect. Very strange, weird, weird guy. Art Blakey? Any Art Blakey fans? Don't know who that is. 
other yeah. jazz drummer. Familiar with him? Yeah. Cool. Um, Beast. Gene Krupa. Gene Krupa. Yeah. Yeah. Old school. Philly Joe Jones. Dude. But those old guys, Gene Krupa's. So good. It's crazy what they did with what they had. Yeah. By the way. Oh yeah. Because it's you listen back, it's like, eh, is that all that impressive now? But what's impressive is they did it with a kick drum made out of like a cow's fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a symbol that had no like you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the worst equipment possible. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Guitar Center <laughs> with a hundred bucks. And, yeah. Yeah. And but if something broke back then, like I've heard Buddy Rich and stuff talk about this, they had to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to be like a mechanic and an engineer to be a drummer back yeah. then. Yeah. Like somehow you'd have to figure out how to fix all this shit because no one could do it for you. Yeah. And there were there wasn't that like Remo heads wasn't a thing, not really to get all that equipment took forever to do. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice burp. Well, that was fun, dudes. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. You Hell. got any favorite drummers, Max? Alan Ashcraft. Yeah, oh. you damn right. Oh, shit. You're goddamn right. Yeah. Your birthday just happened. You don't have to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're getting bigger. You don't have that's to suck true. ass anymore. <laughs> Anyone else? Drummer Beartooth, you said? Mm-hmm. Connor Dennis. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very good. Good pick. Good pick. A uh, young kid who played with Dillinger Escape Plan. What's his name? Billy Ryder. He's another really good young drummer. Oh, um, it used to be, used to be like Matt Garska or Matt something. Matt Garza. Who? Garza. Garza. Something like that. Yeah. For animals as leaders. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Right. That was really fun, dudes. Yeah. Fun in the sun. It is in the sun. Yeah, it's hot as fucking here, dude. It's yeah. very hot. It's probably because I'm here. Any Probably. other stuff you guys want to mention? Is that it? I don't think so. I think that's it. As always, if you liked what you heard, tell somebody about it. Follow us, Stateside Podcast, the Stateside Podcast on Instagram. And don't follow the knockoff one without the the. Yeah. Or or follow it if you want. Yeah, or follow it. I don't know. It's cool too. I want to. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay, thank you so much for listening to the Stateside Podcast. Let people know about it. You know the deal. Uh, we will be back here next time, likely with a guest or something. Thank you for listening to the show. And thanks for hanging out, Max. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Double header today. That was fun. Yep. Yeah, we were here for four fucking hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, about, yeah. Three plus, 320. Yeah. I got to right. go paintball. Yeah, you got to go paintball. We got to go do adult stuff. Yeah. Pay bills and shit. Yeah. You know Why how to go shoot people. <laughs> Someone's got to. I guess. All right, let's get out of here. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. Simple case of timing. One thing without a thimble full of lies. Simple case of timing. One thing
Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search the Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. 
Thanks for checking it out.